Yo, this is Kenny Anderson. Y'all listen to the Conway Street Podcast. All right, it's about that time. It's time for your uh, your, your your favorite uh, 500 team in the NBA podcast. Here we go. Celtics podcast, uh, right? Your come favorite. on, you motherfucker. <laughs> your favorite 500 NBA team. That's right. We're talking about your Celtics. It's the College Street Podcast. I'm Joseph Pavone, alongside Sean Dutra, Joel hey. Pavone. What up? It's winning and losing, doing their thing. Uh, Jason Tatum uh, wasn't part of... The, 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 the announcement of the starters, Eastern Conference starters, but, uh, I guess we can get into that. Actually, you know what? We'll save that for in case you missed it. I'm sure Joel's going to, uh, unveil the names that were announced for the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference. Spoiler but, alert. Spoiler alert. Jeff Teague did not make it. Hey, oh, uh, the, the reserves haven't been announced yet, bro. No, I'm just for starters. Just <laughs> yeah. starters. Just starters. I, I yeah. guess this jury's still out, right? Don't close the door <laughs> yet. And of course, You're we'll right. talk about Celtics. Celtics fans, how are we feeling about this team right now? Because uh, Danny Ainge, what he had to say about this team not being a, a championship team, or at least right now the way it's constructed, he doesn't think it's a championship team. We'll get into that. And, of course, try to figure out what's going to be this TPE. Uh, what are the candidates for this Celtics TPE, right? I mean, I mean, instead of looking ahead, because let's, let's face it, Sean, they're not going to go for no. So let's just uh, take a break <laughs> on this week. Fill out with that, bro. We'll take a we'll take a twenty second on that one. We still have a segment. We talked about this before we got on the mic. We still got something. You got you got looking ahead TPE edition. All right, TPE style. By Charmin. We got a couple of Charmin. We got a couple of uh, new new names out there that we haven't even mentioned on this podcast. So we'll get into that as well. And of course, wrap up this episode the way we uh, the way we do every single time here on Causeway Street with Joel. In case you missed it, but all right, fellas, uh, Celtics. Uh, in the midst of this was a, uh, this mini series between them and the, the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, awful display of effort, awful display of execution. The same old stuff, same patterns that we've seen from the Celtics team. Um, th- despite g- coming back home from that five game road trip and, and, and poised to, to turn things around, uh, they didn't look great against the Atlanta Hawks guys. I do want to point out the win and that of course. It, felt, it felt really good. That we beat Denver, the Western Conference final Finalist. team last year. But they were down three starters, let's be honest. Okay. Mm. Um, Jokic was playing out of his mind. Yeah. But, they, had, they have two all stars in Jokic. So, yeah. yeah. And Bull Bull, did he play? He did not no. play, but not because he, he was injured, but it was coach's decision, yeah. which has pretty much been his whole career. Sorry. I'm Sorry to bring it to you. being mentioned right now. Well, I was just a little disappointed. I was talking about disappointments. Ah. Okay. So, you know, you, you take that win and you feel good about it, but maybe Southern, it Southern were down two starters too, yeah. So that's a that's a plus. That, there you go. There you go. Very 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 good. But you know, as a as someone that has defended this team tooth and nail, has been on the side of this team saying this team is gonna be can can be a good team without a trade, but they you know, that my my whole thing is get Marcus Smart back, add a piece. I'm starting to get more worried. They may need to not add a piece. They may need to blow up the role players on this team. I'm almost there, guys. I'm almost there to say, get rid of, uh, uh, name a player outside of Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Marcus Smart. 
And I say, get them. I'm almost at get them the fuck out of here. Like, get for whatever you can, and let's let's try to turn it into something else. You know what I mean? Because so you're saying, but you're saying on the fly, right? Are are you saying like after no, on the fly? I'm saying on the fly because I do think that you have some pieces on this team, and you know, I don't think um, I don't think that I'm as locked into them being such key pieces to this team as I was before. I don't know if it's working anymore. I, I'm really starting to question whether or not this team needs to add a piece or needs to really do an overhaul to get to where they want to be. And uh, I, if you've listened to the podcast in the past couple of weeks, I've been dying on the hill of the Celtics are fine, just add a piece. But I don't know anymore, man. I don't know anymore. When you lose six out of your last nine games, you got a problem, bro. You got a major problem. And I know Marcus Smart hasn't been playing, and I think he probably could help you not lose six out of nine, but I still think you're you're above 500 with Marcus Smart in the lineup. Um, I know Mark, Kemba's not playing back-to-backs, and they play back-to-backs damn near every week. So I don't want to freak out. I don't want to, but I'm about there, man. I'm about my hands on the panic button. Yeah, man. I think Danny Ainge is there too, bro. I think that's a. <laughs> I think he's in a point of. Uh, he's at a point of the season where he's thinking everyone is on the table, but can I actually maneuver this? Do I have enough time, or is there even an offer or a deal out there that I can actually pull this off? Well, I do think that there's there there isn't one major offer you can do to fix all your problems. He's gonna have to be two or three trades from now until the trade deadline to get this team to where they want to be. And whether that's, um, I'm not saying all of those trades will be super wins for the Celtics, but in order for the, to win this team, the way the cap set up, they're going to have to, you know, they have a traded player exception. Great. They're going to have to move some other pieces because you can't just rely on you, you, first off roster spots, second off talent and third off cap. You know, you have to think of all those things and for this team to get better, they're gonna need a lot of moves. They're gonna need a lot of moves. Do you, are you are you the one of one of these people that are pointing at Brad? Are you pointing at Brad to say that this he's the major problem? Yeah, he's he he deserves a slice of the blame pie, but I don't think he deserves the whole pie. I mean, yeah, there's I thought, something there's something to it. When Dane says that it's not on him, that it's it's not on Brad, that it's on him, there's something to that because no matter what roster Ainge has put together. Stevens has gone like the most, I feel like, well, except for, you know, two seasons ago, but that goes without saying. He's gone the most out of his roster. Like he squeezes out the most out of like less talent, if that makes sense. So when this team that's pretty much the same team from a season ago, and I know it's early, it's still early in the season, COVID is happening, injuries are happening. And there's still only two games out of second place. Yeah. So it's not, it looks bad. But at the the grand scheme of things, it's not as bad as it could be. So uh, I hear you. I hear you. I also think that it needs to be taken with a grain of salt because of where they are in the East and how the East is sort of shaking out. And everyone wants to, you know, get on Philly as being the class of the East. But it's not like they're like the Jazz or the Lakers or the Clippers or whoever who are, you know, sitting in single-digit do- losses over there. I mean, they- they've lost 10 games. The Celtics have also played probably three or four games less than everyone else in the, in, in, in the, in the, in the East. Nah, Sean. You got mad when I called them 500 team. 
Get out of here. It's not what you want. Don't go looking around the room being like, oh, he doesn't have that or, or she doesn't have that. No. Hey, hey, Sway. No. This ain't what you wanted. This is not what I, you This wanted. is not what I wanted, 1,000%. You're disappointed. And that's why you don't hear the disappointment in my voice, bro? Trying to blow up the squad. Look at you. Look at you. Trying to blow up the squad. Hey. So sad. Hey. I will always say that I believe in Tatum and Brown, and I believe in Tatum and Brown and Marcus Smart. And I thought that mm-hmm. Kemba was going to be a, po- a net positive on this team. Yeah, but beyond that, you always say you're you're a believer of Brad Stevens. So how about I throw the question at you? Are you the one? Are you one of those people that say that Brad Stevens got to go? That Brad Stevens has really lost his team? Think, do you really think Brad Stevens wants to play fucking Jeff Teague in the fourth quarter? No, he doesn't. <laughs> okay. He doesn't want to play Jeff Teague in the fourth quarter. He I picture him sucking his teeth when he looks and sees Jeff Teague on the Bears. He's like, Peyton Pritchard is play- Peyton Pritchard's a fucking rookie, and he's played 25 minutes already. I need to give him a breather. Who the hell do I put in there? And he's looking at Jeff Teague. He's like, hey, coach, right there. You know? He doesn't want to play him. He has to play him. This team is not built. And you think he wants to start Javante Green in the starting lineup? No, he doesn't want to start. Hey, hey you can do a lot worse than Javante. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Okay, okay, you think, you think that he wants to, you think the way that Brad Stevens is, and the way that Brad Stevens loves the new NBA, you think he wants to start two bigs every game? He doesn't, but he has to look at his talent on the team with the injuries, with the available players, with everything that's happened on the team, and that's what, that's where the best talent is, and you start the best talent and you figure it out from there. So, I mean, moving people like like, I mean, you know, if you keep Tristan Thompson, fine. But one of those three got to go. Tristan Thompson, Daniel Tice, or Robert Williams, they got to go. You need, more, you, need a, you, need a, you need a wing who's not going to need starter minutes to be effective. That's what you need. All right. Uh, let's, well, let's do this. Let's, uh, let's, let's look ahead. Let's look ahead to TPE, all right? Let's look ahead to uh, the trade deadline. Yeah, it's a little early, but uh, this is... So, these drastic times calls for, calls for drastic measures, right? So, in other words, it calls for uh, Sean or maybe Joel, whoever, uh, to say the the big I told you so. Maybe one of these guys that Sean's going to mention is going to be someone that we're uh, we're excited about. If something's go out and get them, we can give everyone the big I told you so. There you go. Well, I got like fifty guys, so you know I think. All right, forget it. Never mind. We're not doing this. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, okay. So we looking ahead then, kid. Oh yeah, we ahead. We looking ahead. When's the trade deadline? Any you guys know? March twenty fifth. March, kid. I don't. Oh, we don't even have a schedule of games to get us to the trade deadline. That's a fucking. <laughs> All right. We don't even have a fuck. The season technically still ends on March. Bro, for us. you got you got one more look ahead in you, bro. Next 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 week's the season finale. Next finale, the finale, the mid, no, no, the mid, the mid-season finale. <laughs> nah, yeah, the mid-season. Oh, yo, it's it's mid- like, it's like fucking power kid. <laughs> it's gonna be the biggest fucking cliffhanger, bro. It's not yo, fun. yo, you know, you know how bad this season is that this NBA is more worried about the fucking All Star game than the fucking second half for the schedule for everybody. Try to protect the bag, man. Well, so they, they really, you know right. what? Though? Well, well, they can't. They literally can't put the second half of the schedule together. Until they get to March fourth, where it ends, because they don't know how many games will get canceled up until that point. Well, yeah, 
They're off, right? to, a, they're off to a great start. It's about fucking 30 some odd games that need to be postponed. Oh, Eight, they are postponed. Three of them. Three of them, kid. So, you know, put them up. And by the way, the games that the Celtics missed, so we know, were that these three could be in the win column because it was Miami early season, struggled Miami. You have Chicago and then Orlando. Those are the three games that we missed this year. Okay. Not to say that we've been beating bad teams because we haven't been, but those are the three games we missed. And that was coming off four straight wins. Okay. So just remember that when we look at the Celtics record, sway. Yeah. But that, that, that's also, that's also pre COVID Jason Tatum. Yes. But if Jason Tatum didn't have COVID, we wouldn't have missed those fucking games. So, you know. Anyways, okay, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Who do you want to trade with? Give me a. Do you want to trade with an Eastern Conference team or a Western Conference team? Where do you want to start? Because I'm going to go T. So this is how I'm going to break it down. All right. Fucking TPE salesman over here. I've looked at. I've looked at the teams that are definitely sellers. Okay. We're not really going to talk about players that you would say. Why would a team give up on it? Right. Okay. We're going to talk, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams that we're going to talk about today. And there's probably a couple of players on your teams that maybe we'll take a lot of fancies. We'll see what happens when we get in there. Where do you want to start? <laughs> you want me to go alphabetical? What am I going to do? Let's go out west. All right, we'll go out west. Okay, let's start with the most farthest west. Let's start with our man Kyle Drapes. Let's talk about the Sacramento Kings. Now, Sacramento Kings. Sacramento Kings currently are 12 and 15, but in the west, that puts them, uh, that puts them three and a half playoff spot. Okay, so they're dealing with twelve and fifteen, much worse than we're dealing with fourteen and fourteen. Three and a half games out. Three and a half games out of a playoff spot. Yeah. Uh, they're they're fourth. They have the fifth worst record in the in the West. Okay. So when you talk about the Sacramento Kings, I think a couple of people are off the table just to start off the bat. You're going to talk about De'Aaron Fox being totally off the table. Yeah, talk about Halliburton being totally off the table. The rest of the team, though, man, is really, I think, available. So the way we'll pitch this is I'm going to give you the player. I'm going to give you the years left on the contract. And I'm going to give you the, uh, I'm not, well, actually, no, I'm not even going to go a third step. We're not going to talk about proposed packages, okay? Because yeah. you don't fucking know what the hell is going to go yeah, on. Let's do this. Let's do, uh, skill set and, a, a need or a void that the subjects could, you know, that, that this person could fill. For and you're going to have, we got to talk about their, their remaining years on their contract because that's going to be a big thing going forward. All right. On a couple of these players. So, all right. First thing, you got a 28 year old buddy healed who is, um, having a little bit of a down season. He's making, he's making about 20, $21,000 on average over the next four years. But he's under contract till the 2023-2024 season. All right. Hate it. Love it. Would you make the deal? Does it help the Celtics? Uh, I'm not crazy about it. I mean, uh, Aaron Neesmith, this is supposed to be your buddy healed, right? Or buddy healed-ish. So I think it's a bit redundant. I don't want him to be an understudy. I want him to be... I want him to be something like buddy healed in a couple of years. So I'm, I'm good with that. If, if it's a... If he had that lock, lockdown defensive mindset, I'd be more intrigued. But right now, I'm good. All right, Joel. I'm good. Okay. You know what, though? I am going to add a, I am going to add one wrinkle to this. The only thing I'm going to add in, because this has been a hot button topic, and both of you guys are obviously no on this. Would you add Marcus Smart to the deal? That's what I'm going to add. 
And if I talk about these players, does Marcus, would you guys consider adding Marcus Smart to the deal? Make sense? Okay. All right. Because he's our biggest tradable, you know, asset. Right. You know what I mean? Player. Is it worth it? Yeah. Uh, second, so we got a couple guys off the Kings here, bro. We really do. Harrison Barnes making about, you know, $20 million over this year and two more years after signed through 2022, 23. Interesting. Uh, $60,000 or, uh, well, six, you know, $40,000 remaining after this year. What do you think about Harrison Barnes? Million? What that was, keep throwing me off with the. 40 million. I don't know how to read. <laughs> no, Harrison Barnes would be perfect for yeah. Brad Stevens' system. I think we, we, we've talked about this the last couple of weeks, but, um, I mean, when you said that we're not going to get into if Team X is going to want to make a deal. Royal loves to get into that. It's not going to, I don't know. I just, it's just not going to happen. You don't see Harrison Barnes as being available from the Kings for the right deal? No. Swag? Um, for the, for the, when you ask the Marcus Smart question, I think that's a must. I, I, I think they're not even going to pick up the phone if Marcus Smart's not being discussed. Interesting. Okay. This is a team that has Harrison Barnes on it right now and, um, he's taking up valuable cap space and they are three and a half games out of a playoff spot. You don't think they would move him? They're not pushed against it, Sean. If he was on an expiring deal, it'd be different. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So well, what's the, you know what I mean? It's like, what's, where's the leverage for the Celtics where they can just say, well, chill and wait for a better offer next season? Uh, for both of those players, I would, the off season. I would love to see the Celtics get either one of those players. And, uh, you know, I, I, I you know how I am partial on Buddy Heels. I would give up a couple first round picks, but would I give up Marcus Smart for either of them? <clears throat> so that's, yeah. that's you know, I like Barnes, no Marcus. Yep. If it's not a deal, if, hey, if Marcus Smart's a deal, no start, Marcus Clause, we'll call it that. Noel, no Marcus Claus on Harrison Barnes? Yes or no? Nah. Nah, okay then. Hey, if, if, if that's the starter for Sacramento, maybe they're off the table. So we'll go on. Okay, let's go, let's go to, we'll stay out west. We'll stay out west. We got a couple people here who want to talk about, want to talk about it. Let's talk about, uh, former Celtic Al Horford on the Oklahoma City Thunder. Thunder! <laughs> Yes, that's sounding like a fucking extra from the town, kid. Yo, it's Brockton Hava, kid. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, tell me we recorded that, man. Did we get that? Yo, it's fucking Brockton Hava, kid. <laughs> All right, Al Horford. Now, here's the thing about Al. He's fucking 34 years old, bro. He's got... A Yo, ton- when I was writing my article, I was like, oh, shit, Al's 34, yeah. <laughs> He's got another, he's got 27.5 this year, 27 next year, and then the team option and, and, uh, or non fully guaranteed option in 2022. So when he's 36, there, when he's 35, he's going to be making $27 million. Okay. So we'll start there. Al Horford, does he help the Celtics? Does he help the, does he help the Celtics this year? Yeah, he absolutely does would help the Celtics. Sean, please direct your question to somebody next time. Thanks. I know. <laughs> he absolutely would <laughs> help the Celtics this year. Um, what did Danny H say not too long ago? He's looking for shooting with size. And right now, Al Horford is shooting what, like 43% from three? He's averaging what, 15 points a game? Like he's, he's back to Celtics, Al. Yeah. He wasn't used, you know, and, and the way that he had been used to being used in the three years that he was here in Boston and Philly. So he's, he's, he's back to the owl that Celtics fans grew to love. 
Now, with the those last two years of his deal and the age, that's where it gets a little eh. Where you know you're 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 weighing the options of like is that is that worth it? Whatever you decide to throw in a package, I mean the T that's a TPE that could be a TPE candidate, right? It's not necessarily you don't you don't you're not just throwing in um to match salary. You can I don't know I, I don't know if OKC would just want draft picks. Oh, they pretty much did that when they, they when they want, when they traded for him. Yeah, so and sorry, sorry to cut you off, but right, no, no, I was actually gonna get uh well someone into that, but I, I was gonna say uh. The Marcus Smart clause isn't even applicable here, right? That's why I like it so much, right? Like, I, if you're the Thunder, you you're not you're not even gonna go there, right? Like, you might even be honest here. You're a team that's still in flux. Obviously, they've been doing a tremendous job the last couple of years. You're in flux. You're gathering assets. You're swapping out. You know, this is sort of this is uh this is uh big Celtics 2016-17 vibes, right? They're in that stage of their rebuild. So. Yeah, I love it. You know, Danny Ainge wants a big man who can shoot, spread the floor. Uh, last time I checked, he spent an entire year with the MVP candidate, Joel Embiid. The year before that, he shut him down on a level that no other big man in the Eastern Conference can do it. I mean, Celtics fans, what's not to like about this? You know, I, I would love for that to happen. All these Celtics fans out there that are daydreaming about some uh, a top 30 player for this TPE thing. I don't think you completely understand how this TPE thing truly works. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is ideal TPE well, scenario right here where you're getting rid of that big contract for a rebuilding team that's not going to want to hold on to it much longer. And you're giving them, sure, you're giving them not great draft picks, but you're giving them some positional players that they can put out, you know, that they can develop to have, to have a, a ceiling. I, I don't know who those players are. That's, that's, that's a good question, right? I guess you know. Well, hey, the Grants, the Shemi Ojale, like pick from the litter here. I don't know if you want to give out a Pritchard or a Neesmith or something like this, but you know, something like that. A couple draft dr- picks. You're taking off that salary. You're relieving them. You're giving some cap relief there. If you're the if Romeo, you're the, Romeo's got to go. If you're the Thunder, you know, maybe something like that. Yeah. If you're the Thunder, like okay. If you're the Thunder, wouldn't you rather have maybe Tice? Wouldn't you rather? No, it's Thompson. It's got to be Thompson because. So if you're if you're talking you, about yeah Thompson yeah. because if you if you're gonna if you're gonna make a trade you can absorb the the Al Horford trade yeah TPE but right what, yeah what, what, what's gonna make it worthwhile for OKC other than getting rid of they Horford's could, contract they could give us George Hill and they could give us Al Horford nah man George Hill you, you you're doing too much yeah <laughs> oh no no, no. Listen, yeah, listen, you, listen 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 now you're just asking too much man hear yeah. me hear me hear me hear me out because. Al Horford and George Hill is thirty six thousand dollars in salary. You don't think that you don't think that the the Thunder would be happy with gaining twenty seven five in salary? Well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this: Is George Hill on the last year of his deal? Yes. So it doesn't matter. Technically, it's going to come no, off the books regardless. But but he's got a he's got a non guaranteed type thing going on and and whatever it is. But hey, wouldn't you rather have? Uh, you you gotta spend the salary cap. You're doing that thing where uh, you're doing that thing Celtics fans do a lot, where they 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 forget that not every team in the NBA wants to make the Celtics better. No, they don't. <laughs> like, oh, no, like, wait, what, what's in it for them? Like, why would they? I'm just trying go? to tell you what's in it for them. Hold plus, on. plus he's been injured for most of the season, bro. Hold on, they have to spend to a salary cap floor, right? So you need to spend you need to spend money on something. Their top two players this year, if they're gonna trade Al Horford, they're gonna lose twenty seven thousand. Twenty-seven million dollars. If Trevor Ariza is on, a, is is going to get bought out, they're going to lose 
a bunch of money, uh, $39,000. And then if they don't have George Hill in contract next year, which next year if he opts in or they opt him in, that's $10 million. They could get Tristan Thompson, who's three, uh, five years younger than George Hill, for the same amount of money for him to leave the Celtics. For the same amount of money that they're going to pay George Hill next year, because they need to get to the salary cap floor. So why wouldn't you take Tristan Thompson, and why wouldn't you take the trade Al Horford, George Hill, Tristan Thompson, and maybe a first round pick and first and a second round pick, and make that deal happen? And then next year you set yourself up for a nice little salary cap where you can bring on talent and build around Shea Gilgis Alexander. Because Because it just just seems too. Try to bring, try to re-sign George Hill. Honestly, I would rather try to. I take the risk and try to re-sign George Hill. He's thirty-four. He's going to retire soon, kid. No, he's not. Yeah, it just well, seems like when soon, you, relatively soon. Yeah, if it, if it seems too, if it seems too simple, if it seems too like you know, too good to be true, it it, it probably is. <laughs> All right. Well, I I threw my thoughts out there. Like uh, like I, NBA NBA execs really don't want to deal with any age because it's like. They don't want to feel fleeced at the end of the day. I really think that the the Oklahoma City Thunder want Al Horford and George Hill. They're going to be sending those two guys off. The yeah, trip. but why would they send them to the same fucking team, Sean? Fuck, like seriously. Yeah, one of the yeah, it's going to be one take, or the other. Here, take this player that we could absolutely you know trade with someone else and get another asset. And All right, so second round. Listen, George Hill in a in a deal somewhere. What is he going to get from the Thunder? A second round pick. Not Tristan fucking Thompson, man. Okay. You really need to think George Hill's value because he's probably going to get, he, he could even get bought out. He could even get bought out. He's Again, making, he's making nine million this year, 10 million next that year. Help them. Why, why would that hurt them if he got bought out? Like, why would them sending him to the Celtics benefit them as opposed to him walking out altogether? Well, if they got <laughs> like, there's no, like, is that? Give them to Boston. Like, no, if they traded George Hill in a separate deal, they would trade him probably for like a second round pick, right? Yo, a second round pick is like what Tremont Waters is worth, bro. Like, you're not, this is George Hill. Oh, whatever. Who's uh, next? Who you got I, next, man? I, I don't think George Hill's worth the first round pick, but we'll see. All right. Next one is we'll stay out west. We'll talk about the New Orleans Pelicans. There's really only one option on this team. Uh, because Eric Bledsoe, fuck you. Uh, J.J. Redick. I know we've talked about him a couple times. How you guys feel about him? Nah. Yeah, no. J.J. Redick is someone you add when you're already a championship team, not yeah. when you're trying to become a contender. Agreed. Yeah. Hey, we don't spend too much time on him. I think we're all out on him. Hey, that Mark, that, 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 um, really quickly though, we gotta be consistent. That trade with Al Holford, no Marcus Smart clause, right? Yeah, you don't, you don't need to throw him in there. No. Yeah, what I meant by that is like I don't even think Oklahoma would bring it up. You know? Would even ask? They wouldn't have yeah. the balls to ask. We have the balls, kid. All right, we'll move through quickly. Move through quickly. Okay, we're moving over to the Eastern Conference now. I got one, two, three, four teams here, so I'm gonna go quick. Right, Atlanta Hawks. Well, your boy. There's there's two options that one really hasn't been talked about. The other one we've talked a lot about. The first one I'm gonna start with we haven't talked about and. That's uh, Danilo Gallinari. Danny Ainge has been hiring him for a couple couple years. He's definitely old. He definitely looked like dog shit in that game the other day. But he's only making $20,000 at $20 million. Shut up, Sean! He's only making $20 million this year and next year and unguaranteed in 
uh, it's not fully guaranteed in, in the third year. So mm. use the TPE and you trade barely nothing for him. Would you be interested? No, because the new age Mike Miller. So absolutely fucking not. It's like he's 35 going on 44. Okay. And defensively, those legs, man, they're not even moving anymore. You can hear them screeching through the, uh, through the broadcast. No, okay. you can hear, yeah, you can hear like the, like the, the rust in his knees when he yeah. moves. I forget who it was. Amazing. It's like, it's, he just needs some like oil or something. It's, it's incredible. Forget, you can hear it. I forget who it was. I think it was. Cause I was, um, I was on the roll in the beginning of the game. So I was listening to the radio broadcast. So, uh, forgive me if I forget exactly who said it between the radio and the TV broadcast. Someone said that Gallinari isn't as quick as he used to be. And I said, when the fuck was Gallinari ever quick <laughs> to begin with? <laughs> Cause that was never has been in his game. He was always never. a great shooter, great mid range guy. But not someone's going to blow by you and like, dude, I don't know. I just, that, I just, I just found that funny when I All heard right. that. Understand completely, guys. I understand completely, but he's averaging. Actually, forget it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I let you. I let you. I was, I was like, I'm, I'm gonna let him. I'm gonna let him discover it for himself. I'm not even gonna. No, I'm you gonna don't understand, him. bro. When I watched that game, the last game against the Celtics, I was like, "Yo, they just signed this guy." <laughs> it's like, yo, this is bad. Like, Gorman, Gorman, Gorman. Don't you? A lot of Celtics Nation was like, "Hey, is Danny gonna go out and get Danilo?" Yeah, no, yeah. Two seasons ago, he was legit. Yeah. He was still doing it. I mean, he wasn't like you know a top thirty player, but you know he yeah. was. I he think was, it was a viable score. But, I think but last he, season was like his healthiest season in like five years. Like, yeah. think, no, he had a good season last year. No, no, I'm talking about health wise. You know what I mean? Oh, health wise, health wise. Yeah. But, but 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 hey, wait, you, that was last year, right? I said two years ago. Yeah, even last year he had a good year. Do you think it has a bubble? Well, Chris Paul will help you we'll do that. Have a good year. We, we play mean, alongside him. Couldn't you just think he's 32? He doesn't want to play in Atlanta anymore. It could be an attitude thing. No, I, I mean, I just think Atlanta just threw all their eggs in the fucking in 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 the mid 30s basket when it came to you know Gallinari, thinking that he was going to be like a their third scoring option, and he's 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 barely getting any run. All right, well, let's were like, uh, you guys want to get uh, kind of a big free agent signer or not? <laughs> they're like, yeah, fuck it. All right, let's do it. Like, they're, 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 their whole thing is like, oh, they're all in to go and make the playoffs. They got Gonari. They got Rondo. Like these 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 guys have have barely played <laughs> any games this season. Hey, they also got Bojan Bogdanovic, the better Bogdanovic. Oh, that's, that's, there you go. And he's fucking. And he's he's done for the season. He's his shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Rondo. Has, Rondo hasn't made a move since he freaking uh, had to hold back his wife from beating up that chick. <laughs> that's, that's the last time he. Freaking made a move. Since he lifted the trophy, he's he's like he's like I'm good. Like I don't you know. No, he needs to come back. Like, to Atlanta, Boston. you want to give me fifteen million dollars? Okay, sure, I'll go over there. All right, real quick, real quick. Let's talk about Rondo. Would you trade for in a Rondo package? Would you Would you want him back? If Jeff Teague is included, yes. Yeah, give me uh, give me give me a Jeff Teague for Rondo, and um, I mean you gotta make salary match. So what? What's Jeff Teague making? Like two million, two point five, something shit like that. And Rondo's at seven, seven and a half. So yeah, uh, I say Teague. Not that, not that Atlanta would do this, but Teague. No, uh, yeah, you know what? no Romeo, get a buyout. <laughs> I know, right? No, so if he gets bought out, then yeah, fuck it. You know. <laughs> yeah, what Rondo's on that Rondo, buyout. What is Rondo doing? Dude? Rondo's on that buyout list. This is all about the bag. This is the most money he can make. He signed Atlanta, and he's just, I'm just gonna chill. Yeah, because LA, I think, was offering the same the same contract he got last year. He was getting paid like two 
Two and a half. Like, yeah. you, give, you give me how many a year? All right. Yeah, yeah. Guys, we're, 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 we're crazy, man. We haven't even noticed this, but dude, he's been doing this for like years now. Ronald, he does this every single year. Yeah. yeah. But the longest, the longest deal that he's That's signed was two year. years with the Lakers because it's it, every, it makes, no, makes, talking about coasting through the season. Yep. And then he comes back at the end and tries to save the day. Like he just does, yep. he's done it in every single city he stopped in. I, I, why why didn't we see this coming? I mean, I know he would take a sweet ass time the champion now. He, he's playing for the Hawks, but like he's been doing this for years. He just takes his hey, time all year long. You know what though? I do think that like yeah, there's a buyout thing. But if you could package Teague and I don't know Teague and Romeo, Teague. Well, no, I wouldn't give up Romeo for Rondo. Absolutely not. <laughs> that's just ridiculous. But like, Carson has another year on his, on his contract too. Hold on, hold on. Why, why, is, why is that ridiculous? We have. Do, do you know something about Roman that I don't? Teague and Carson. Teague and Carson. Fine. Done. That's a done deal. Get the junk off the roster. Open well, up a roster. Well, guess what? That's only like three million dollars. You still, you still four million short. Uh, well, can't you? Can't you suck in some of that TPE? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you can actually. <laughs> <laughs> Can she suck it? Suck a little bit of that in there. Get them, get them, get them on, get them on the fucking team. <laughs> Yo, spread the TV in there, bro. Spread it. Bro. Yo, Celtics Twitter would fucking explode. <laughs> Yo, honestly, just I would the, just I, the excitement of it and the sexiness of it would 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 make a difference. I think. Um, I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but my lasting impression of Rondo. I know that last year is last year, but. My lasting impression of Rondo is that Chicago Bulls, like, where he was dog shit that whole year. Like, so I was saying, he was the best player in that fucking playoff series. <laughs> yeah, the Pelicans, bro. Pelicans. Once he, uh, once Pelicans, he, yeah. Once he got yeah, help. Yeah, he can still ball what he wants. If you, if you give him three, if you, if you say, to Marcus, we need, we need three months of Rondo, he can give you that. He can give you three months of Rondo. This episode of the Cosby Street Podcast is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Now, now BetOnline.ag isn't just about sports. If you don't want to bet on sports, BetOnline has other options, such as award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. Now, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Head over to BetOnline.ag. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore get in on the action now don't forget to use that promo code clns50 to receive your 50 percent welcome bonus with your first deposit betonline.ag head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit betonline.ag your online sportsbook experts all right the other guy in the hawks before we get off atlanta John Collins. Yeah. Lot of Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. All right. The thing. The thing with John Collins is he's making what five million. So you don't. You don't need to. You don't need the TP. You can get him without using the TP, which is that's great. But the second thing is, is he a rental, <laughs> or, or are you really gonna sign him, re-sign him because he turned down ninety million dollars, and you're talking about at least like one twenty yep. to yep. even to even like. You know, tickle his fancy, and he's a, he's going to be a restricted free agent, so another team can hike up the price. So if you look at if you yeah, look at, restricted. I yeah, think you have to match him. Yeah, the restricted free agency market 
is never as high as we think it could be. No, I get you, but you you know the Celtics would still have to match yeah, any potential offer. Yeah, but I mean, okay, look at a guy like the Bogdanovich in the Atlanta Hawks, right? Yeah, he ended up getting getting eighteen million dollars a year from the Hawks. No, but see, I, I see, I see what you're saying, but the Hawks were the only team that really offered him anything, and and so who, who did he play for last year? I'm, I'm different. Like, who did he play for last year? The Kings. All right, so the Kings are like. Good. Yeah, Go ahead. You, you like we were trying to trade you anyway. So bye. You, you just got confused by the Bogdanovich. I did. I did. I was thinking. <laughs> I was thinking. I was thinking Utah. I was thinking Utah for a second. I was like, is, it, is, that, this, is that Utah? Like, by the way, by the way, who the fuck names their kid Yo, they half are of twins. their last they name are... as their first name? Can someone explain that to me? Who names their child half of their their last name as their first name? The Bogdanoviches, bro. Jesus. Yo. So yeah. So the Kings. Anyways, the Kings didn't. The Kings had had no intention of of retaining. Uh, Bogdanovich. So they were just like, oh, oh, they were offering you 18 million. Great. We're not matching that shit. Get the fuck out of here. Like, we're just Nobody. mad we couldn't get anything in return for you. Wait, did, wasn't he going to gonna go to Milwaukee or something? Yeah, was, he got traded. He got technically got traded to Milwaukee, but yeah. um, there was like tampering issues or whatever. So they they had the NBA nixed that, nixed that trade. Yeah. So, I mean, you're looking at, you're looking at John Collins going into that same type of situation where, I don't know, would you pay John Collins 20 million a year? Over the next four years, and then you have a core of yeah, but that's not going to get it done though. That's the thing. You don't think so? I, yeah, I think I think I would sign him for twenty, but that's not maybe that's not what he wants. He wants more. He thinks he's worth more. But twenty million dollars. You're handcuffed either way. If you what? trade for him, and you're and you're and he's going to be a restricted free agent. Yeah, we're not going to talk about this. So oh yeah yeah we did we did we did happy we did. Um. All right, but okay. Let's just talk about John Collins as if it's a rental. If it's a rental, let's just forget about the re-signing. If it's a rental, do you make the deal? And you got to include Rob. This is the only one I'll talk about players because it's not TPE. Would you put Robert Williams for John Collins? Fuck, I do Tice, not Robin. Do Robert Williams in a heartbeat for John Collins, Ben? Yeah, I think you have to. You have to. But then, 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 then the whole rental thing comes into play, and then you're like, fuck. You know, that, yeah, but, they, but no, that's the thing though. If the Celtics are trading for him, then they're they're all in. Like, there's there's no rental. Like, that's not an option. Like, if the Celtics pull the trigger on a deal like that, then they're gonna lock him in. It's just a matter of, you know, are you okay with that being your core? Because that's your core. That's it. All right. So, so then, if the, if that's the case, if they're gonna if they're gonna pay whatever to retain him, then all right. Then yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'll trade him. at the same time, even if that's the plan, Sway, that's still a risk, right? There's still a risk of you. Losing him, well, risk of you being outbid. Yeah, of course. Yes, what I mean, right? So, would well, you take- it's all about, well, at the end of the day, I guess well, how much you're going to pay in the luxury tax. Uh, the Celtics willing to, you know, and I think they would be because you have to be. You're not going to just lose the guy. That would be a, a catastrophe. Yeah. You have, you have to be. But, Especially yeah. when you're trying to build around Jalen and and Jason. Okay, you know? but so then that's that. I'm I'm glad you brought them two those two up. Is he going to accept being third fiddle though, or fourth fiddle? That's what I'm worried about, and also. <laughs> Is the three enough to be a championship team? I'm, yeah. I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced. I'm not. I don't well, know. the three is the three enough? Maybe not. But is the is the fact that you keep your starting lineup? Then is Kemba, Smart, Jalen, Jason, and John Collins with Tice coming off the bench now. Yeah. Thompson coming off the bench now. You then have a, a wing based lineup, and you have a guy that can shoot can rebound as we saw against the Celtics the other night and literally averaging damn near 20 and 10 this year. If not 20 and 10, I don't know, have a stats in front of me, but it's close. All right. Who else you got? The answer is yes. 
All right, we're gonna go to one more, one more team, uh, two more. Oh, shit, I got three more teams in these. The Bulls are really quick. Bulls are really quick. One more. Okay. The Bulls are really quick. There's one player on the Bulls that I see that I think they should be interested in. That's Thaddeus Young. What do you guys think about Thaddeus Young? Oh, I like, uh, I like that. Yeah, I love Thaddeus. And uh, he could be a an easy pickup. I don't think you have to give up much for him. I think you make the team much better. There's also Otto Porter, who's on the last year of his deal. Um, you could suck up the trade exception for him. Probably give away a second round pick. You guys interested in that at all? Yeah. I, um, like I don't know how, how how are his stats. Do you have those in front of you? If not, then we can move on. Yeah, I got him. I got him. I, I, like, I like it for who he is, man. I just, I, I just the yeah. two way player. Like that's the kind of that's the kind of player I think uh, Dane's going to bring in one way or another. Yeah, he's a two way player, and he can he can play he can play defense. He can he he's he you know he had Over- a down year scoring this year, but he's rebounded the ball. He's sort of fit into that off off um, Zach Levine type role. Um. Now he's only played. Paul schooled him in, in Washington. Yeah, he's only played 16 games this year, so he's had a little bit of injuries, but he's averaging 11 points, six rebounds, um, shooting 40 percent from the three point line. I mean, have that guy coming off your bench right. for a round pick. Okay, uh, that's a huge. That's a huge one that I think the Celtics should keep their eye on. Okay, we're gonna go to the big name guy. Big name guy out in Cleveland. <laughs> We've talked about him a bunch of times. What do you guys think? What do you guys? What do you guys think about Drummond? Nah, man. What role? What? What? What need does he fill? Give me the Celtics three-headed monster over Drummond. Uh, that, that's my answer. Man. Okay. Okay. I mean, the three-headed monster. I'd probably rat. I mean, if you could, I don't know. If you could then flip Thompson for another guy like a George Hill, then maybe they're talking about something. But. Uh, Drummond alone isn't going to fix this problem, right? Because look, because look, the three-headed monster—they all possess something each that it's helpful for the Celtics, right? You got that the others, that the others don't. Possess. That the others, yeah, I mean, essentially, exactly. So they're like they're like one fucking center, and <laughs> out of the out of the three, in one way or another, if you put them all together, that's Drummond. Yeah, you get on Drummond. And to, to, to a certain extent, because you know, Ty's <laughs> can shoot threes. So what? Everyone's like, oh, we need to upgrade. So you just want Drummond? Times two next to these three, or, yeah, or essentially that is three. You want Drummond, like that's what this. Yeah, is. he doesn't. He, yeah, he doesn't shoot outside. He doesn't shoot outside of the paint. You know, he's not. Is he really? Is he really a, a defensive? You know, anchor in the middle? No, not really. He just rebounds like crazy. Yep. All right. Well, I mean, I'm. I I've been always anti Drummond in the past. I've always been anti Drummond, but at this point, bro, like I think I may. Consider, depending on the, the what you give up. So, so, so you were one of the few people that liked when Greg Monroe was here. No, 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 no. <laughs> not Greg Monroe. No, 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 no. <laughs> Greg Monroe didn't get traded to the Celtics, averaging nineteen. It's all about the sound like the, the, okay. Yeah, he was, a, he was a he was a bile. He was a bile guy. <laughs> he was a bile. Likely forget out. No, 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 no. Now, if Drummond does get bought out and no one and everyone feels like you guys feel about him and, and he does get bought out, then I think it's a no brainer. But I also think that Yeah, but you think that not, the Celtics are gonna be the only team that's gonna go out. He's after not him? going to the Celtics yeah. if that's the case. You know what I mean? Exactly. So if you want a guy like Drummond and you can get him and they're like, Hey, we're gonna buy him out or you can got you guys can give us a uh uh two second round picks for him and we'll take uh we'll take Tice off your hands. I think you do that in a heartbeat. But okay, that's just me. Last team I'm going to move to is the Orlando Magic. Now the Orlando Magic have four players. I'm going to give them all four players. You tell uh, me. Let's talk about the Cavs. 
Talk about talk about King Booch. Okay. We're gonna, okay. You know I'm what? Gonna, I've, I've been wanting this motherfucker for like three years now. Yeah. I'm gonna separate, separate them. I'm gonna say there's the one player that we're all talk we're all looking at, and that's Vucevic. And he has Nicola. he has twenty he's twenty four million dollars over the next two years after this year. Vucci. Uh, Vucevic, he's absolutely a beast this year, as he has been for the past for his whole career. But this year he's averaging, you know, twenty three point four points a game, eleven rebounds a game. He's Bucci. shooting he's shooting forty seven percent from the field, but from three point range, he's shooting forty one percent. Beautiful. That's what I like. That's what I like. I mean, I'm telling is he is he V money one guy the Celtics should be going after and the Marcus Smart clause is invoked here. Do you guys give him up? How old is he? Is he he's not thirty yet, is oh he's thirty? Thirty. All right, so he's four years younger than Al Horford. He kinda of provides you the Al Horford type of offense, not the defense. I mean I don't think I've ever seen him set a pick and roll as well as Horford has. For the record, he cannot play defense. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, I mean, you, you would get him purely, purely for offensive reasons. Because if he could play defense, he'd be a superstar. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> be trading him ever. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, like I'm, I'm, I would be all in on him. Go ahead, Sway. Um, yeah, I play the Marcus Smart clause in this one. Um, I, I just think, um, if we're talking about the next, the, the improving this core, like, that's a kind of dynamic player that is so hard to match when you think of other teams or other contenders. When you, when you couple someone like that with guys who can score off the dribble the way Jalen and, and Jason can, and he spreads the floor and guys can come off the bench, you know, they could really pad that having a starting five like that would just change everything. And I think that's the kind of move that would that would put the Celtics in position to be a championship team again. And listen, I I, I love Marcus Smart, but I, I think realistically that this 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 deal doesn't get done without him. So uh, and he's he's a uh, Usovich is, is is in that selective few that I that I wouldn't mind seeing the Celtics trade Marcus Smart for him. Okay, uh, agreed. I do think you have to invoke the Marcus Smart clause here, but at the same and that's hard for me to say. Guys, I hope you fucking know that. Do you have to though? Uh, so here's the thing. Here's the thing, Sweat. Here's the thing, Joel and Sweat. Unless you want them to trade Jalen Brown, yeah, I do. No, I mean, I don't. I don't know. I don't know if it's like that. But like, what do you I, mean it's not like that? These guys haven't seen the playoffs since uh, we were in college, bro. Like, so, you talking about Orlando? Orlando? Yes. Orlando was in the yes. playoffs last season, bro. Well, you know what I? Mean? Come on, man. yeah, real play. <laughs> Who didn't make the playoffs last year? Sweat. Here's why. Here's why it's a toss up for the Marcus Smart clause. Is because I think that Orlando is going to be moving a lot of players at this trade deadline because they know that what they have isn't going to work, and I think they're going to be more built around young players. And I I don't know if they they would value Marcus Smart as much as a playoff team would value Marcus Smart. See what I'm saying? Yeah, but that contract, Sean. That's why. Uh, if I'm him, I'm like, listen, we're going to make him love Orlando. If he doesn't, then see you later when your contract is done. Like okay. that's why it makes it a no brainer if I'm them. Yeah, so maybe, maybe, maybe it is that, and maybe, maybe Marcus Smart has to be in there. And hey, we're He's all aligned now, Sean. I'm telling you, that's significant. That's very so, significant. So okay, I'm gonna put it. I'm and gonna, of course, his contract. I'm gonna put it back at you this way because if you want Vucevic on this team, and you know you got to give up Marcus Smart, that means that your starting lineup is going to either 
have to be two bigs going forward with Vucevic being one of those bigs or you make multiple deals. Like if Danny Ainge is going to go get Vucevic, you need multiple deals and you need to still find a backup wing. You still need that. Yeah, that's true. So, you know, that's the biggest question is like, is if you can get Vucevic and keep Marcus Smart, then your starting lineup sounds great. I just think that's realistic, man. I think when you have, when your best asset is someone like that, I'm not taking your, I'm not taking your third or fourth best player. Like, listen, these guys were so dead set on him and Gordon and, and, uh, what was the shooter? I don't even think he's there anymore. Fourier? No, Fournier. We'll yeah. get it. We'll, yeah, he's, we'll he's, think, he's there. He's there. Think of the player. Like, like you, you're gonna cash in and, and look for someone that if he if he's not an all star, someone who has credentials, you know, and that's Marcus Smart. I mean, I, I think that's what, what if there's a package like this? This is why there's so many there's so many options on this on this uh, Orlando team that if you're including Marcus Smart, do you ask for Terrence Ross as well? Do you ask for Evan Fournier, who's on the last year of his deal as well? Where maybe you yeah, then- yeah, you know what? That's a great point because yeah, you're getting more value there because it's like okay, well, listen, these guys. It's almost like yo, we're we're going out of business anyways. So sure, you can have that for fifty percent off. Here's yeah. here's, here's Terrence Ross for you know sixty percent off, where we would charge you a lot more. Okay, yeah, that, that, that makes sense. So yeah. I think I think honestly, the deal the deal would have to be. For this type of package, if you want Vucevic, and let's just say Fournier just for contract, because I don't think the Celtics will be able to in, in, in absorb uh, Vucevic and Ross's deal, because Ross is going to make $12 million. Over yeah, the Ross doubled. Yeah, he's, he's up yeah. there. Yeah, no, yeah. But Vucevic, Vucevic. Ross this year is making 13.5, so yeah. Yeah. But Vucevic and Evan Fournier, Evan Fournier is on the last year of his deal making 17 mil. So if you do that, he's off the books next year. You know he's gone. Not going to try to resign him. If you trade Marcus Smart, you know, you'll probably have to put a Robert Williams in that deal and then a, a first round pick and they give you those two players. I think they do it. And I think, I think you, you get immediately better. You get so much better. But you lose some defense though. You definitely lose some defense, but then you gotta, you gotta bank on Tyson Thompson, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you did hear yourself say that, right? That last part. I know. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. You definitely lose defense because those are your two. I mean, Marcus Smart's your best defensive player on the team. So, I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to give Marcus Smart up if I don't have to. But if I do give him up, it's not to get Vucevic. It's, I'm getting Fournier and Vucevic, and then you know maybe maybe Robert Williams stays and you give up Langford instead. One of those, but you got to give up a young player, Marcus Smart. They're not giving up Vucevic without taking a big bag. It's and. That's- and- at least a first round pick. At, at least, at least, probably two first round picks. You know what I mean? You don't trade double double bigs and get not get a big bag. That's just bad business. All right. Well, he's certainly on the top of the list, right? Who? I, I like this uh, this Orlando Magic care package. Oh, proposal. You know, Magic care package, yo, yo. We just a couple of park hoppers over here. <laughs> <laughs> By the way. Okay, I'm just going to throw this other thing out there from the from the. Uh, we can talk about Aaron Gordon, but he's injured, and we'd probably want injured good. And, yeah, he's kind of gross now. Before he looked a little better. But um, would you consider taking on a Markel Fultz? I knew you were going to fucking bring him up, too. I knew it. All right, man. It was, we'll check our guys out. Yeah, next man. Another episode of Talk <laughs> the Sheep Podcast. We're, we're taking, we're taking next week off. <laughs>
Is it after hours now? All right, cool. Sean, shut the fuck up with Marco. <laughs> Yo, come on, bro. Yo, okay, okay. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be honest though. Dude, he doesn't like you, right? Just... Bro, bro. It took him four years to relearn how to play basketball, and now he's fucking. He, he's damaged. He's even more damaged goods than he was when he came into the league okay. with the ACL. <laughs> First I'm more, I'm more interested in seeing. I, I'd rather like hear a podcast from him than see him play basketball. Yeah, just talk about his time. Yeah. But he's a big fan of Brockton Harvard, bro. Um, <laughs> one other one other name I'm going to throw out on the Magic. I'm going to throw this out on the Magic as a buy-low candidate is Mo Bamba, who's had a really tough time going. Uh, he's Robert Williams, man. I don't know. I hear you. I hear you. Saying if you're trying to... I want to see is another Robert Williams project. Hey, if there's if there's multiple if there's multiple moves happening and you need another big, he could be a guy that you you look at. So I, I think overall, this has been the longest fucking looking ahead I've ever done in my entire. Just, I've lost interest. <laughs> no, it's been good though. How have you lost interest, bro? Come on. <laughs> because it's TPE talk, man. It's, it's dry as hell. <laughs> TPE talk is the juiciest shit this fucking team's got going. Yeah, it's, not, it's just a fucking yeah. It's just it's just playing with the fucking trade machine. That's all it is. It's yeah. like, but dude, we did this already. We did this when Jared Sollinger was still, was the starter. Like we did this for like two years in a row. It's like <laughs> I, I know, know Sean, you love this stuff. But I'm not different like, now. Well, they can do this. Or they can do that. Oh, they, you know, it's just like yeah, for like, a superstar. We're not searching for a superstar. No, I got We're, you, but. Even more boring for me. I, I like the other talks where it's like, all right, you know, back when we used to talk about Jimmy Butler coming or, you know, the, what's the next big three? Is Kevin Love going to come? Is Kevin Durant going to come? Like, they could have done that with James Harden, but they fucking didn't. So, well, I don't like James Harden. So, would you guys, would you guys, uh, sign Sollinger for 10 days? Try him out. He was on the Maxwell, Cedric Maxwell podcast and to do what? Yeah, to sit on the bench, I, I guess. It'd be a cute story, but it's not going to help this team. What do you, what do you, Taco Falls roster spot? Because Taco's helping you out so well right now, huh? You know what's bad funny? I, I, I got a buddy that, uh, big basketball guy, big basketball guy. And he knows all about Taco Fall and college and all that stuff. And he goes, he goes to me, he goes, you know what? Something's a struggling, man. Why don't they play Taco Fall more? Right. And you know, I laughed at it. But then I'm like, you know what? When they suck, when they go through the sections of sucking in a game, why would you put Jeff Teagan over Taco Fall? You know what I mean? Just put in Taco and just fuck the whole game up, you know? Just fuck it all up and see what the fuck happens. Like, maybe, why don't they do that more? Maybe he's right. Maybe he's right. Uh, but the thing the thing with Brad is it's like you're damned if he doesn't take a risk and you're damned when he does, you know, crazy mixing up the lineups. And it's like, whatever, dude. No, the fact that Taco hasn't started a game yet this year is bullshit. Why? Because it's fucking bullshit. Three right? big men that I would they're so much better than him that it's like, man, how long is this ever going to take? <laughs> Alright, let's take our trip around the NBA. Let's wrap this up the way we wrap up every single episode here on Causeway Street with Joel's in case you missed it. Four and oh, by the way, four and oh. Oh no. In case you missed it. In case you missed it. In case you missed it. Joel, what did we miss? Uh, in case you missed it, uh, the NBA is up to 32 games now that need to be postponed. The latest two were actually due to weather because oh, Texas is Texas oh. is frozen, completely frozen. I uh, just hope that uh, things get better for the state of Texas. Yeah, me too, man. I really fear for them. 
In case you missed it, the All-Star starters were announced. In the East, for the front court is Ante Kumpo, Kevin Durant, and Joel Embiid. In the back court, Bradley Beal and Kyrie Irving. And Durant is their captain for the elite vote getter in the East. In the West, we got LeBron James, who was the captain and leading vote getter. Uh, Jokic, Kawhi Leonard. And in the backcourt, Luka Dantich and Steph Curry. Crazy. Yep. So um, for the for the final votes, though, in the front court in the East, Jason Tatum came in fourth still. And then for the guards, Jalen Brown actually fell to fifth because Zach Levine jumped in front of him voting-wise. That's not good for a Jalen Brown all-star bid. No, I, th- I, still think, I still think he makes it. Yeah, I do think that... I think uh, they both make it, but... More, more so, you know, Jalen, because I think he's obviously he's having the best year of his career, and uh, I think he should have made it last year. So he's been playing better last year. And for the fan voting, and for the I'm sorry, for the media voting, Jalen Brown actually finished second among guards. So take that for whatever it's worth. Then speaking of the All Star Game, they will honor Kobe Bryant once again by incorporating the 24 points into a calculation of the finals uh, target score. And the game is going to be held on uh, March 7th in Atlanta. That The NBA, I guess, officially released that, even though you know that's been talked about for a little while now. Uh, also, the reserves will be announced next week. And the captains will select their squads the week after. So that's March 4th, literally a few days before All-Star Weekend, even though everything's going to happen in one day. Because on that Sunday, before the All-Star Game, it will be the uh, Skills Challenge, be the three-point contest. And then the All-Star game begins. And then at halftime, it will be the slam dunk. So that's all been made official. I mean, you had uh, Adam Silver that he was on the TNT um, pregame show being interviewed by the guys. Then, and he was asked, you know, why? Why the All-Star game? Why play this game? Why in Atlanta? And pretty much he just bullshitted his way by saying, well, it's about the fans. And Atlanta, it, the reason why it's in Atlanta, because t- Turner Sports is in Atlanta. So it would make it easier to cover the game, but I feel like it's not really all about the fans because there's some fans who don't want it. Obviously, some NBA fan, NBA players were not happy that the, that the game is being played to begin with. And then for it to be in Atlanta, it's because there's less restrictions there than other places. So obviously those are bullshit answers because it's, 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 a, money, it's a money grab, you know? And even the mayor of Atlanta was like... And this the city is- party's going to be epic. Yeah, I mean, even even the mayor of Atlanta's like, don't fucking come to the city. Like, this is a this is a made for TV event only. Like, 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 chill out. Constantly talking to the NBA about like her concerns. Adam, Adam was like, man, stop lying. I know you bought a table. I saw it. <laughs> he didn't even answer the question of how many fans are going to be in attendance for this game. So you put it under someone else's name, but you you you'll be at there. You'll be at the party. You'll be at the after party. I don't know. Under two some- chains are hosting. I think two chains. I believe. Yeah, yeah. Two chains. Is hosting under Aaron Gold? Under what? Aaron Gold instead of Adam Silver. I get it. Ah, I didn't get that. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say like Adam Platter. That would have been better. Nah, dog. He's a nah. Gold. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we shall we, we shall see how that's gonna iron itself out. Sean made a good point. There's no can't be a second half of a season schedule released yet because I don't know how many more games are gonna be postponed between now and. Not When's the All Star game? Uh, March seventh. So they're gonna do the All Star game after the season ends. 
yeah. <laughs> season's supposed to end March 4th. The first half of season is March 4th, and then they take a couple of days off. So After then... the mid-season finale, yeah. Yes, exactly, the mid-season finale. That's where we take our minutes. You'll, You'll find out what happens with Tariq after the Austin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So on that note, hashtag Black Lives Matter. Hashtag justice for Brianna Taylor. Hashtag justice for George Floyd. Hashtag justice for Jacob Blake. Uh, hit us up on all social media platforms at Causeway Street. Hit up CausewayStreet.com for your Causeway! Celtics news, rumors, and opinions. Uh, subscribe to us on Patreon. We got some, uh, we got some good shit. So just go over there and uh, yo, what Brockton Hopper means. Log on a Patreon. There you go. <laughs> Brockton, good Hobbit. tease, good fucking tease there. Brockton Hodger starring Casey Dutra. Casey Dutra. <laughs> Casey Dutra. Yo, Casey Affleck definitely fucking stars in Brockton Harbor. and he Any, definitely. Anybody listening he, to this from Massachusetts, like, wait, does Brockton have a harbor? <laughs> <laughs> I know they're in the it's South fun. Shore, so they, they 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 must you know be close to the water somehow. <laughs> they do get some more snow and then like Boston yeah, I've sometimes. Been, I've been so. working on the docks my entire life. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking Brockton Abba. Someone just immediately, bro. It's fucking Marshfields. <laughs> yeah. So you want to? So you want to know Yo, about? You want to know? You want to know about Brockton Abba? Hit out the Patreon kid, all right? Do it. Do it up. Oh, Subscribe. Yeah. I'm going to write a whole fucking screenplay to Brockton Harbor, bro. Fuck I'm yeah. Gonna, <laughs> fuck gonna, yeah. Going to get fucking John Hamm. Going to get fucking anybody but the Wahlbergs. Yeah. Maybe Make- John Krasinski, Chris Evans. Dog. You got to get Lenny Clark, man. Gotta, Lenny, oh, Clark. Lenny, Lenny Clark can be the fucking, can be the sheriff of Bob. Yo, get the guy. Get the guy. <laughs> get the guy from the Sam, Sam Adams commercial. Well, no, cousin no, he, from Boston. I've 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 told you this multiple times that that guy's from fucking Providence. I know it. Yeah. What about the dude? What about the dude from Saturday Night Live who's always in the Boston skits? He looks like a Boston oh, kid. Oh, that dude's the funniest dude. He's yeah. the best guy yeah. on Saturday Night Live right now. Yeah, yeah. he's hilarious. Yo, yeah, his nah, nah, the, the dude, the dude that I was, uh, dude that was like the head writer, and he's got his own show now. Um, Seth Meyers. He he he's done he's done some Boston skits that were pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. fuck Seth Meyers. All right. Oh, so okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, just being no, fucking rude. Sorry, Seth. Did you watch the drunk Tom Brady shit that I sent you? Him coming off the boat? Yeah. No. Yeah. Saturday Night Live. The guy. <laughs> oh no, it is drunken Tom Brady. On, you sent on it. To, you sent it to me, or you sent it to all of us? I sent it to everybody on the thing. It was a drunken. Tom, okay, <laughs> look at drunken Tom Brady. It's <laughs> drunk. Yeah, after the parade, right? Yeah, drunk Tom Brady. All right. I you seen him what? get off the boat all fucked up. Because, yeah, TMZ, right? Yeah, that's all. No, uh, no, nah, nah. I said y'all that shit from Twitter. He was he had to be hopped off the boat. Everyone <laughs> fucking saw that. <laughs> Obviously, he's not talking about that. You didn't send it to me. If you sent it to the snap, I didn't see it. Oh, man. Happy anniversary, by the way, there. You know, Sean Ducha, you know, it was a fucking Thanks, uh, year ago that we were actually yeah, able to... To actually take flights and go to and go to exotic places and, and I know I look like when your anniversary popped up I wasn't like oh man they've been married for a year I was just like yo it's been a fucking year like it wasn't <laughs> even like you know honestly for selfish reasons I was like yo what the fuck but I I didn't even celebrate my anniversary for the fact that I was like yo we've been married for one year like first off everybody's wondering how it's been a fucking year and I am too and second off when we went out without Jordan and like we stayed a night without a care in the world about anything. We like talk to each other like human beings for the first time, and like eight- <laughs> it was like you guys went on like date number two hundred or whatever. You guys resumed your like <laughs> boyfriend girlfriend. Let's do pillow talk. That's what uh, I did. Uh. Joke, bro. Like we were just like talking, and we were like actually listening to each other, bro. It was crazy, bro. It's fucking crazy. 
Don't worry, I'm about to get this get this pulled up. Alright, we out. Peace out. Seen him, you're having a good time. This is a new side of Tom Brady. Duh, it's because I'm in Tampa now. I'm a Florida baby. Yeah, they got boats parades in the water and the <laughs> sunshine. And girls wearing these little bikinis. I'm not stuck in a freezer cold in Boston with the with the pilgrims and old man Belichick. <laughs> you hear that, Bill? You're not my dad anymore. <laughs>